0: Welcome to 239 Uncensored. Everything Southwest Florida and beyond, with your host, Tim Girrett. This podcast covers it all real talk on issues from real estate to real crime. Join the discussion on hot topics to politics. Don't get left behind. Be in the know about everything Southwest Florida and beyond. Welcome to 239. I'm Censored Everything, Southwest Florida and beyond. And we're we're having a great time. And just like always, we always take a lot of pride in who we have. And I and I got the other day, somebody asked me, they go, where do you get all these cool people? And I go, they're everywhere. I go. Around. We got we got some great people. And we have Shannon Livingston and her son, Joe Labosco, in the studio. You good. guys having a good Hello. time today?
1: Thank you having for having, having
0: great us. Time. So far. Uh, we're having a we're having a blast, and and thanks for coming. And, and there's a big reason why you guys are in the studio you guys are like one of the first podcasts that that studio 239 LLC is going to produce and we've been teasing it a little bit but not too much I know Shannon's put some stuff out and probably Joe has talked to some buddies and yeah
1: I'm putting the word out
0: for yeah sure. yeah so it's gonna it's gonna be big now I've got a little teaser because we did a, a little startup. Podcast, give a little run through, and you know that's going to be fun. Shannon, tell us a little bit about what the podcast name is and tell us a little bit why you're doing it.
2: Well, I'm doing it because you're making me, and uh, (laughs) the name of the podcast is SOB, so it does stand for um, son of a bitch. And that is because I'm doing it with my son, and people know me, I think, as a bitch, for better or for worse. Uh, But it really is just kind of about our life, and in a nutshell, more the situations that we got into... Um, because I had to work for cash for 10 years to uh, pay for brain surgery and uh, therapy and other things that my son needed. So, you know, we had mobsters and tigers and um, strippers and all sorts of things that other normal people just don't have in their life. And so those are the stories that we tell, you know, along with just the regular struggle of being a single mom, having a kid with eight brain surgeries. No big deal.
1: Well, what I always think is funny about it is whenever I start telling stories about, you know, different things that happened over the past 25 years, people usually just assume I'm lying or at least (laughs) embellishing. They think
2: you're absolutely full of it.
1: Which I don't appreciate because, like... I don't need to make things up to be interesting. Right. You know, like, I'm not interested. I don't need to impress strangers with fake stories. Like, that's not my MO.
2: But I think that we have so many of them. Like, you know, some people may have one crazy fact. Like, oh, I met this celebrity. Or, you know, I used to train tigers. And, you know, for us, it's a list of celebrities and and the tigers and everything else. That's what makes us sound like liars.
0: Well, me just listening to it... uh I know you're not promise. lying, but I'll, I'll tell you what, there's some like interesting things that we have discussed and, you know, we don't want to run down through them all, but the little teasers that you've already put out there, right. I mean, why do you want to like let everybody in the world know exactly what happened to you in your <laughs> life? Because I mean, we, we might have to do a, you know, some sort of security detail on you.
2: Well, the statute of limitations is up on most of it, and so um, I feel safe there. It's, you know, we're not glamorizing some of the bad decisions that I made or the chaos that came out of that. It's, we have the perspective of, we went through it, we're able to be honest um, about what it was and and what it wasn't, and it is interesting. I think there are a lot of misconceptions about who I am, um, who Joe is. Uh You know, I'm pretty domineering, and so people assume... Well, I've been told... Not that I listen. But that's, what, but that's what's
0: cool about you.
2: Thank you. Well, you know, it has gotten me through. Uh, it got me through life and situations that um, grown men have literally peed their pants that I've had to step in and handle it. So, <laughs> it, you know, it, it has served me well. But people think that maybe I have crushed Joe's spirit and led his life for him. And it, that just couldn't be farther from the truth.
0: Yeah. I you mean... can
2: speak now, Joe. <laughs>
0: Joe's over there going, all right, all right, mom, what's this going to be? For
1: people that know me, they already know that making that assumption is the quickest way to piss me off.
2: Making the assumption of?
1: That I'm some, you know, mindless puppet Mm -hmm. who's afraid of my domineering mother, and this is some sort of Norman Bates type. I mean, obviously you're not rotting in a basement, but. Not yet. You get the idea, like. Yeah, I have my own personality, my own hopes and dreams where you have very different outlooks on things. And, uh, you know, I've been around you long enough to be able to, you know, call call it like I see it as far as I'm
0: concerned. And I think that's a, a really neat dynamic to this relationship. So in, in, in talking to but Joe... He's, he's,
2: He's a grown person. Like, I, I don't want yeah, to awesome. think that my 14 year old talks to me like this. He's 26 years old. Yeah. And he's still I've, respectful. Okay. Well, he you is know, very respectful. Because I could still take him.
1: If uh, what's
0: I'll the, wrestle uh, him right
2: now.
1: <laughs> the, are we PG 13 on No,
0: we're it's studio, <laughs> studio 9. Making so. sure, you know, yeah. Don't if embarrass I was,
2: your mother, though.
1: If I was some sort of fuck up who was, you know, had eight jobs on my resume in two years and, you know, an extensive criminal record and I was broke or whatever then I would understand people making these assumptions that you dominate my life. But I've done a pretty good job of taking care of myself. And,
2: and, and honestly, taking care of me. I always dwell. say that you're not done raising me. And if anybody is bossing anybody around, you're the one that tells me what to do. Right. So I, or maybe know, I what not to never do. never
1: understand why people just assume that I'm helpless and you're wearing the pants and everything like you know we're not dating I've got my own (laughs) life you've got your life like there's always going to be a healthy boundary there
2: well I would hope I think people project maybe their uh dynamic with their own children and it has been a lot of years it's just you and me and so we do tend to I think bicker maybe like a a married couple or, or siblings and um, you know, it's a different dynamic, but I don't think it's unhealthy. You, you do have your own life. You do what you want to do. Uh, I may give you mild suggestions occasionally, but they're not always incorporated. And so, you know, I have to deal with that. The apron strings have been cut. I just need your help financially. And so you still live at home and you're a little talented. And so doing this <laughs> podcast together, uh, you know, it helps me, helps you. And I, I think every family should do a podcast together and talk about all of their trashy stories. Well,
1: I think people are also surprised, uh, you know, when they, like people who know you first and then they come and talk to me, Mm -hmm. I think they're surprised at how different our personalities are because you're very type A, you know, has to be in the spotlight naturally gravitates toward the spotlight. Okay, and that's
2: more fair. I don't think I have to be in the spotlight. I, I like to actually hold others up. I don't always have to steal the show. I'm, act, I'm a pretty collaborative. You may not, intense, you may not
1: go into it thinking you're going to steal the show, but that's I, usually I mean, what
2: ends up happening. I mean, direct it. I <laughs> let other people be the star.
0: The, the, no, that's a great thing because I'm, I'm kind of in the middle, and, and I won't be every, every uh, podcast for sure, but just being here, the dynamic is just, you want to hear more. I mean, really? it's just, yeah, it's, it's Good. quite amazing, actually. Now, I know we talked about some of the things kind of briefly. And, Joe, when did you kind of, like, figure in your life? How old were you when you are like, oh, this is just a little bit different lifestyle than the normal <laughs> kid next to me sitting in a classroom at school?
1: Well, really, that was probably right around when we moved out of the city and into the suburbs. And I started seeing what normal people live like. So... Uh, You know, that was probably when I was, what, six? Uh, Uh, It didn't take long.
2: Yeah, I think you were seven. And so, you know, Joe did not have um, kids as friends. Other kids annoyed him. They bullied him. Kids they, are mean. They, People they forget that. Oh, they're
0: freaking they brutal. They
2: didn't accept him. You know, he'd already had some surgeries and scars on his head, and they didn't like that. So um, his best friend was a uh, an old bookie who was 70 <laughs> years older than he was. I, I used to put Frank Sinatra on the, the radio in the car, put them both in the back, get them ice cream, take them to the zoo. They it were happy. That's right.
0: Well, that's definitely not something that, like, the other kids are doing at school, but it's Definitely not unhealthy either, you know, so it's, <laughs> exactly. it worked out. I
2: don't know. I don't, I'm glad that he did turn out really well so I can go, oh, see, it was all good, because he could have been a serial killer, and then people would have been like, see, you shouldn't have taken him to a prison, and you shouldn't have, you know, well, you know, made I mean, that bookie his I, best friend.
1: I've obviously, as she's describing, spent time around a lot of different people who made some questionable decisions uh, in their own life. but <laughs> they, they were
2: careers, <laughs> not decisions.
1: Must you all correct everything I say? If you're wrong, yeah. You're wasting a lot of time. There's no HR department in the Kansas City mob. I don't know if I call that a career.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, all those people—how do you get paid vacation in the (laughs) Kansas City mob? You know, know, that's witness
2: protection. Yeah,
0: that's witness protection.
1: But all those people ever did was tell me, you know, stay in school. Stay out of trouble, listen to your mother, you know, respect your teachers, your authority. Like they never glamorized or
2: they weren't teaching the shell yeah, game. No, you
0: know, I mean <laughs> Yeah, we played
1: shuffleboard and
0: you know <laughs> You were like, good at shuffleboard with your with the with the mob. That's a good thing. Yeah. But yeah. you know,
1: it's not like they were trying to indoctrinate me into the crazy shit that they were doing, because they right. knew that yeah. You know, by that point, they were most of these guys were in their seventies. They knew that it did didn't pan out.
2: Yeah, the way they, that they, they had didn't hope. have glamorous lives or huge houses or yeah. big stacks of money. They had <clears throat> paid lawyers and done serious time, and um, it just it wasn't a life that they wanted for any of them. All of them really made sure that their kids went to college.
0: Right. So at the end of the day, they've hit that road. They, they, they wanted to break that cycle. They, they, su- they were successful for short periods of time because right. people always say crime does pay until you get caught. Right. You know, that's, right. always, that's always the, the case. The house always wins. Yeah, the house always wins. And it just takes some time, a little bit longer for others than, for some than others, you know, I guess yeah. is the best way to say it. But so, you know,
2: they also accept that that is truly a price that they are going to pay. It's not if I go to jail, it's when I go to jail. So they prepare for it. They accept part of the it. deal.
0: right they don't
2: whine about it most of them
0: now i know you guys talked a little bit about it and you're gonna probably hear it a little bit more or a lot more in the upcoming episodes of our podcast yeah so we talked a little bit about joe being brought up by a bunch of ladies that worked (laughs) in strip clubs i mean what's that like joe i mean now when you were like young you probably looked at him a lot different than i would at you know sure. my age you know
1: well i mean it, it's different when you get to to know people as individuals
0: Isn't right not, not the not just, lady on the pole right you okay.
1: know so uh, you, obviously you didn't see them on the pole right i never you know i i was hanging out with people did they practice at the house <laughs> <laughs> no not while i was awake at least you know <laughs> i don't know what happened after after hours but um you know no they were just people like
0: okay uh well of course they were
1: right But, you know, at at the time, when I was really little, obviously, I didn't understand uh, the context or the appeal of uh, what they were doing or the potential drawbacks of, you know, making those kinds of decisions. But, um, you know, at this point, I just look at it as, you know, life is hard and you got to do what you can to pay your bills and... Get where you need to be, you know whether that's taking care of your children or getting to college or paying for dental school or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I never looked at them anything uh, as anything other than
0: hustlers. Yeah, and good at it, probably. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, so they understand yeah, people.
0: they lived good lives. Yeah. A lot <laughs> of yeah. Well, and and I have and, some they, experience of you know going in and, and every time I, I I go into a gentleman's club, it's usually like, hey, I'm here for school. Okay, probably 50-50.
2: You're
0: just here to check the license. 50-50, yeah. I just need to
2: see your business license. Yeah,
0: business license. So I'm here going to school. Got to take care of the kids. Got to, you know, do the thing. I got to pay rent. Right. The same same issues everybody else does. It's just that's their profession. And for some reason, we go into clubs. We we feel like we haven't... Obligation to ask why they're doing what they're doing. Right.
2: Like, it's well, a, a logical experiment. What
1: I always exactly. find yeah. is funny is that people find it so perplexing as to why someone would ever, you know, make that choice to be a stripper. And it's like, or to be a porn star or whatever. And it, it's, you know... Are you seeing the numbers? Do you realize <laughs> yeah. how yeah. popular this is? Like,
2: Well, and I never did hide um, things from Joe, you know, whatever was age appropriate. And we did talk about the downside of things. You know, we did talk about the girls that were chewed up and spit out because they didn't belong in that industry. It was a tough industry. So, oh, I imagine. You know, it wasn't for everyone. Um And so I I think that that helped, too, that I was honest about it and open, and he really got to see, you know, the downside of of drug addiction and criminal behavior and everything.
0: Yeah, so the girls that you helped out along the way, I'm sure you had many friends, right? Is that the way to say it? You helped them out along the way?
2: Well, I organized them. I I realized I I used to run different clubs, and then I would, um, you know, learn what the girls were doing, of course. And most of them did one-on-ones or bachelor parties outside of the club. They used the club as a way to meet people. That was their marketing tool. Right,
0: right. Was that that against the rules or not really? Uh, You had to kind of keep chill about it?
2: Yeah, you you know, you had to keep quiet about it. And then, you know, there were some girls that were just straight up hooking on the side. Right. And so, um, and they were, you know, always the ones that I had to, of course, watch and make sure they weren't doing anything in the club. But, um, you know, they needed to be better organized and... It worked because being a woman, they trusted me. You know, I didn't ask for anything other than money. I right. uh, which is usually, you know, if you want to work at a good club, then you got to take care of that manager. And that doesn't mean a, a shoulder massage.
0: Right, um, right, right. So, Give me green. Give and, me green.
2: Well, and, you know, a little bit of uh, sugar as well. And so, um, so they trusted me. You know, I, I took a fair cut. I provided them a better network. I mean, I really I just went in and organized them. I kind of polished it up a little bit. I told them what to wear and what to do. And um, and they made better money and they were able to accomplish their goals and transition out of that because it, it is short term. It's not something that you right, do forever. Right,
0: right. It's
2: like bartending.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, it's marketing <laughs> 101. Even clothes on. It's mar- yeah, marketing 101 <laughs> in a strip club. That's, yeah, what, well, that's you know, what it boils down I, to. It's, I learned it,
2: sales and marketing. Yeah, in strip- no. Watch. Those guys I w- were smart. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean the way I look
1: at it, if you're going to, you know, make the decision to enter into that world, you might as
0: well do it right. Oh. You got to jump into anything, right? Do right. it. Do yeah, it 100. You know, right. you know Be, go, go you know, for it. Professional.
1: Yeah. Learn how to do it and keep yourself safe. Now, and how
0: do you how do you end up in Naples, Florida, where we don't even have a we barely have like a boost.
1: Barely made it. Yeah, Hooters
0: <laughs> barely made it.
1: Deal. Definitely a culture.
0: You know, shop. you can barely go in and get you know a toy at a toy store here. Yeah. I mean, and you know How does that?
2: So my uh, my second husband was he my second yeah my second husband was a film director and it could work from anywhere and we decided to move to Florida and we ended up um, in Naples and he left and I stayed.
0: Pretty nice, pretty nice, yeah. Yeah. And Naples is a great place. And probably it's probably it's a good thing that you can drive to Tampa, you can drive to Miami. You can drive through Fort Myers if right, you want to right. go, right? Uh-huh. So you know, and we, we cover Fort Myers because we're the two three nine, but and and we love the folks up there. But again, there's really not a lot of that industry here. Do you feel that that's probably a good thing for you, or really no impact? Which
2: would I be- tempted to go back. No, I mean I, I gave it up a long time before
0: before you uh, came.
2: Yeah, and, and really the whole thing was I needed to make cash. You know, it wasn't my my goal to be in a strip club for years. It was that I knew the people that owned them. I had that skill set and I was able to make enough in cash right. working in there yeah. to, you know, to keep yeah. things going.
0: Now in Kansas City in that whole area was there a big industry there for strip oh, yeah. clubs, or yeah. was it? I mean, what's, yeah. what's what's? Give me the numbers, like how many um,
2: like gentlemen's
0: clubs, I guess, or strip clubs. Well,
2: there are Quite gentlemen's clubs, and then there are titty bars, and so there's a big. Um, what's family. the difference? Oh my
0: god! I don't even. What's the difference? <laughs> the <laughs> neighborhood. The, the, I would imagine. the quality of the, the
2: <laughs> entertainment. The, oh yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Everything. Uh, okay. You know,
2: and I've run both. It, you know, they they all need management, but um, no, I. You know, it's not. I'm very glad that I did it. And it is part of who I am. And I know that, you know, there are a lot of real estate agents here that also have done the same thing. I mean, there that's kind of a natural thing too to go into real estate. Well, for,
0: I'm being honest with you. If I had a body that could get away with it and I could make, make if money, I could right? make fifty bucks on a Friday night, I'd yeah. probably do it. Yeah. You know?
2: And you know, the thing is I learned too, it really did help my confidence because I learned that it wasn't the prettiest girl in the club that was making the bank. It was the smartest girl. Yeah. It was the girl yeah. that was listening and telling that guy what he wanted to hear. She wasn't even dancing because he was paying to take her out of rotation. So I really learned: do less, be smarter, right? Work, work smart, not hard.
0: Yeah, I'd be in trouble. Just that's you know, I, in my in my profession for my last the last thirty one years, you know, I just had to be you know somewhat good but i'd, I'd get in trouble but probably
2: you're retiring so we could start your stripping career yes right i away. could
0: i could you know i would probably I get you. i would probably get a groupon to get tim jurette to come and <laughs> strip you i you know you two for one cop outfit oh yeah cop you know, outfit. Really yeah, have that. to
2: buy costumes. Call call it
0: magic tim <laughs> magic tim it
2: will get you a big like yeah. bushy mustache
0: <laughs> yeah, That have a porn stash they porn stash it's all good <laughs> but you know so in talking to joe you know I haven't known him, known him too long, but I just really like the way he comes off. Very well spoken, by the way, and Thank you. just, just a sharp kid. It's when I say kid, it's a, a term of endearment. Um, but it's, it's kind of neat that you guys are here doing this. Now, you talk a little bit about, and we're going to talk about it more. A little bit about when, when Joe was younger, he had some medical issues, and you kind of had to push through that, and you had to kind of do other things, kind of on the lowdown to be able to you know, help pay and get the quality care for him. Mm -hmm. I I think that's admirable for a mother to do what you, what you did. We discussed it before. Well,
2: you know, thank you, but you really, (laughs) it's not, you don't have a choice. People would say, well, how did you get through it? And I'd say, because you can't just crawl up into the fetal position. You know, your adrenaline pushes you through it. You kind of collapse after the surgery or crisis or whatever you deal with. And then you go on with life. Um, And, also, all the kids that I've ever met with any type of special needs, medical issues at all, they don't whine about it. It's the adults. So you know, while I'm crying in the bathroom, like, oh, it's so sad. You know, he's pulling his IV pole around and mm-hmm. and having a good time, just uh, dealing with it. Well,
1: kids don't like get... dogs
2: with three legs. Kids mm-hmm. don't
1: get caught up in the narrative. They so don't feel much. sorry for yeah, themselves like adults do. So it's just they're just chugging along. You know, when you're a child, you're used to not having any real power or control, so you play the cards you've been dealt.
2: And I didn't feed into it dramatically. It was kind of like, oh, brain surgery, like, you know, rub some dirt on it, walk it off.
1: And at this point, it's not even something I really give a lot of thought on a day-to-day basis because, A, thankfully, my health is stable, but also, uh, you know, even at the time, it just wasn't something I was really, you know, I was more concerned about uh, you know, who was running the fastest at recess. And Right, like, right. <laughs> normal kid stuff. You know, yeah, 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 talking yeah. to the girl who sits next to me and blah, blah, right, blah. Right, right,
0: right. So this podcast, we go back a little bit to the beginning. We're going to step through kind of the journey per yeah. se, and then I'm sure it's going to get trailed off to different topics and different things, but that journey is going to be going podcast to podcast and different conversations and the listener is really going to get a, a, a neat experience. I mean, I, I've had the chance to, you know, listen to the one we did and to but, get the kickoff. It's just going to be fun.
2: But this is also, you know, a lot of things that, that we're going to talk about, you have also been able to deal with. So you sure. know, your stories from the law enforcement, uh, you know, point of view, that's what makes them interesting as well. You get to see a side of, of life that most people don't, you know, the the underworld or whatever you want to call it. Um so I also think it's really interesting that you're producing, you know, the the podcast and joining us for a lot of them um because you have that perspective.
0: Yeah, I can throw in a couple little monkey wrenches to all the fun and just, you know, <laughs> kind of add to it. Um, you know, as we know that Fifth Ave Self is not lined with, you know, gentlemen's clubs or what not we call yet. we call uh, we, yeah, we, yeah. we call it them titty bars year. and what like that, but you know. Maybe that's a push, you know, industrial park somewhere. You know, it's it's you know, maybe it's coming. You know, you never know. But no, it's great that, that you you know you being predominant person in the community, or or I should say predominant, a, a socialite in the community, somebody who's very well known, and it's kind for of better good or thing. Worse. Yeah, for better. Oh, Hopefully yeah. for better. Yeah, no. I really it, do try yeah, to, you do a lot, lot of live things. my life to help. On yeah, your you, you do. You do a lot and of I good things clothes. in the community. Yeah, you wear clothes, <laughs> and you do a lot of things in, in things in the community, and then Heaven Joe, your son here. To, you know, we discussed it about it's actually a really good opportunity to kind of enjoy each other's company and have fun. And, and I know I've seen you guys banter back and forth. And I and I love it and he keeps me in line. You know, I might try well. to I might, you know, throw in a couple of things to you know stirred up every now and then. Sure. So that's going to be fun.
2: He actually <laughs> said, "Oh, I'm glad that Tim is going to be in the room for the first few podcasts though that he can moderate." <laughs> and I said moderate. I, I was like, you and I are the host, you know. He he's just there to kind of help and and you know, bounce well, ideas off of.
1: What what I meant was Protect basically, you? "No, no, I, I can do just fine as far as that's concerned, but uh uh, being able to, you know, leave whatever we discuss in the studio, it helps to have another person here because we are going to get into some heavy subject matter that we um, both have different are, opinions we're gonna on. We're
2: going to work out all of your resentments for, for my bad relationships and how they affected you.
0: 100%. percent are
2: going to put it all out there, and then you're going to stew about it and be angry when we get home. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and that's one thing we, you know, I'm obviously not the, uh, the best person to talk to about, you know, Family Family issues. Family planning and counseling. But obviously (laughs) when we have, you know, have this discussion here, then, you know, we have to kind of leave it here. You know, it's just, it's kind of a good thing, but very interesting stuff. So I'm excited. So I just want to let everybody know we got the podcast coming up. We're working hard on getting out, you know, really good quality stuff. We got a really cool logo yeah, you guys, you, did a great you, job. you guys, well, you guys thought, and we kind of put it together. We got a couple little tweaks we want to do on it, but it's uh, the Sob the podcast, um, so it's going to be cool.
2: It is. It's going to be a great time, and um, you know, Joe and I have gone to therapy, but I feel like this is this is free therapy. Art is
1: therapy. Yeah, it yeah. is absolutely. Yeah. And, no,
2: and I do think that there is some value in the stuff that we've been through uh, because some of it was tough, and um, you know, I want people to to realize that. Tough times don't last, you know. Here I am in Naples, living a fancy life.
0: Yeah,
1: no, so, absolutely. So, you know, I, I feel like there's. I don't want to get too not political, but um,
2: and I'm hungry, <laughs> so let's wrap it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a large portion of the population today that it seems like if you find out that someone has made bad decisions, they're immediately written off, canceled. Yeah, and cancel culture. That's yeah. just you know, life is hard. Right. And people forget that, but
2: Yeah. And I'm know. not gonna give somebody else the power over my stories. Right.
1: So you I'm know. gonna
2: tell those stories in an entertaining way. And if people wanna hold it against me, then you know that that's up to them. But I believe in change and redemption. Um, and I do try to live my life and even, you know, in a strip club, I treated them well. I was (laughs) honest, uh, you know, it may not have been for everyone, but I am not ashamed of who I am and what I've done. And
0: nobody's perfect. Everybody's got. Yeah, absolutely. getting
2: close though. Absolutely.
0: So let's, we'll, we'll wrap it up. I got one, one tougher question probably for each one of you. I'm listening. So if you were going to tell the listener, why should you listen to your podcast? Give me a little rundown. First, Shannon, then we'll go to Joe of why a listener should listen. Why
2: a listener should listen. Because it really is a peek inside uh, to a life that most people will never see. It's people that um, have lives that... Uh, movies are literally movies have been made about them, and they lived in our house, and so it's entertaining. You know, it's not probably going to be um, earth shattering or you know, therapy for anyone but Joe and me. Uh, but it is entertaining. So if for no other reason than that, it's a good time.
0: I, think,
1: I think people should listen because while the circumstances are certainly uh, you know unorthodox, the Emotional processing that I went through for that and, you know, the day-to-day that we'll get into because she likes to, to talk about the broad strokes and I like to get into the minutiae of the little gritting. details of who said what and this was this joke that this person said on this, you know, the, the day-to-day aspects of going through things like that, I think, are easier for people to relate to than they would first assume. So that is something that I think could be interesting for them to process because, you know, while it may seem like a movie, at the end of the day, this is real life. And, you know, we all process that in different ways, but there's more in there that I think people can
0: connect to than they would first think no absolutely real real You're good so stuff smart. Yeah, real good. He, he, very very good at conveying his thoughts and messages That's i've definitely always been good. very yeah. proud of yeah. him yeah no absolutely so 239 uncensored and just be on the lookout it's going to be coming soon we're, we're trying to get a few details done a few things we want to we want to connect on that first couple podcasts So you guys feel comfortable we want to make sure it's the right thing the right fit the right time And uh, it's coming up really soon. So, yeah, 239 Uncensored, everything Southwest Florida and beyond. And we're going to have the SOB podcast with Shannon and Joe. And we are excited. And guess what? 239, we are out. Please make sure to download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio 239 production. That was fun.